All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Panther Den podcast. I'm your host, Cameron, and today, joined with, we're going to go opposite direction today, and I'm joined with Jacob, Mr. Producer Man. Hey, guys. Executive Producer, Backbone of the podcast. Uh, Dave, welcome, Dave. Welcome back to the podcast. And good old J-Dub. Howdy. Our YouTube manager. Co co star manager, I don't know. What do you want your label? We'll talk about know. later. Anyway, we'll have to discuss it. He's important my, uh, to the podcast with my uh, payment. With your he lawyer. does something with your lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, the brains of the podcast. Shout out Dan, who's not here, our uh, social media manager. Um, thanks for all the hard work that you do. Today we are going to, as promised, we're going to be talking about JFK. We thought that we were going to shove all this into kind of one episode, but we're going to kind of split it up. We're going to go into uh, pre-assassination JFK. Uh, we're going to start off with his early life. Um, most of you may not know, but he did serve in World War II. Yeah. But we'll get into that. So, Jacob, would you like to uh, take the floor and start us off? Um, I mean, I feel like J-Dub knows a little bit more about his early life than I do. I guess Just because... I mean, I don't really, I mean, there's not, I mean, his life per, was pretty out of every, privileged. well, privileged. Yeah. But I think out of his, out of his life was very, uh, eventful. And I think most of his life is his, out of all of his points in life, his younger life isn't that glamorous in terms of event events well who well, who's it, yeah, early life is when did really? he when did he was he born so jay uh let's see uh what's his full name well john f kennedy was born in january 20th 19 shit that's his in what was that dave <laughs> uh, he was born oh, in on, may dave. 29th 1917 1917 yes. john fitzgerald yeah. kennedy yeah. like the edmund fitzgerald but john fitzgerald thanks kennedy. look up that song and story by the way and then, of course, he was—he died in November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. It was a, a real cool trip to Dallas. It was a mind blowing trip to Dallas. Definitely a mind blower. <laughs> I'm sure he had a great time. Um, so he was born in uh, Massachusetts, a town called Brookline, I think. Yeah. Brookline. Brookline, yeah. Not to be confused with Brooklyn, right? Yeah, but okay. it's in Massachusetts. There's an E at the end. Uh, Brooklyn. He was a Democrat, arguably the, probably the best Democratic president we've ever had. Probably and, the only decent one we've had. Yeah. I don't know. JFK was pretty based. We'll get into it, but he was pretty based. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think so. Should we, should we call him Fitzgerald? The Fitz. The Fitz. I don't know. I think JFK is the quickest. Yeah, Justice. I'd rather just say Johnny JFK. Fitz. Johnny Fitz. No. Johnny Fritz. Oh, he was, uh, well, this isn't really early life, but he was educate well i guess it is educated at harvard university oh he went to harvard does it say what for um i don't know stuff bachelor of arts <laughs> bachelor of arts isn't that kind of like a gen general education bachelor of arts he wrote a Probably. Pulitzer prize winning book called yeah called uh portraits of portraits uh, well wasn't wasn't that he, after profiles he, profiles of courage wasn't he, that after world war ii though Oh yeah, yeah. It was didn't before he, he became president, he yeah. was a Pulitzer Prize. Didn't he write author. it? He was, not, he was. He didn't write it as a book originally. He wrote it. I think it was his thesis, wasn't it? 
I'm not sure about that. Well, I think he wrote it, then it won, and then he published it or something Makes like sense. that. I'd do that. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, now that really, I've won already. Yeah, really, good. really. Here's it in book form. If I won a Pulitzer Prize on my thesis, I'd be like, he economize on book. <laughs> Capitalism. Capitalize. Um, yeah. Best way to do it. So let's get into, so does it say anything, do you guys have anything on his, uh, like, High family. school, pre-college, maybe some family info. Not really. He, he had... was a child of privilege. His father was very wealthy. and Didn't he have a lot of siblings? Yeah, he had lots of brothers and sisters. That's what I thought. Wasn't he yeah, like ninth or something? <laughs> Wasn't he like six or It was seven, probably seven? about eight of them. Eight, yeah. yeah. And I think one of them was, had a mental handicap. <clears throat> yeah. I must be related. And... Uh, there was a big happy family. The old man Joseph was. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna speculate here, but he made a lot of his money bootlegging back in Prohibition. Badass. He uh, is that where he was very powerful. Is that where the ties with like the mafia kind of go into Could play? Well, be because Kennedy later on as a congressman and as a young president, he had lots of ties with the mafia. He mm-hmm. slept with he. <laughs> He was tied very closely to the mafia. Slept with a lot of the mafia dudes. Well, at least it was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, I know. I'm sorry. Gosh, <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to your crap all night. Hey, at least it was one of the mafia serious. was actually kind of cool. What? The mafia was actually kind of the mafia cool. was cool. I just had to, oh, I had yeah. to lighten the mood a little bit here. Yeah. He, yeah. Slept with all the mafia dudes, obviously. But put that on a if t-shirt. If you ask me, that's kind of gay. <laughs> but. Yeah, I bet I can almost guarantee that's where he got the mafia ties is through his dad. Yeah. And that kinda that kinda helped him I feel like that helped him get elected in a lot because he never lost an election. Yeah. Every election that he ran, he won. What did he do anything before he became a congressman? Like was he a public official before that, or did he just go straight was, to Congress? He was a Navy hero. Yeah, he I was, mean, he was Navy only. Hero. I mean, he was only forty six when he died. So I mean, after going, he was like to Harvard, and then World War Two. I mean, there's not, there wasn't that much time between. Wasn't he him like twenty eight whenever he got his first office? Probably. I think he was. I I'm pretty sure he was twenty eight. He ran for he got Congress uh, for a state Congress in 47 i believe yep to 53 to 53 yeah that's then he sure. went from there of course he didn't get out of the military till probably 46 45 he got out he served as a nate as a navy guy from 41 to 45 Lieutenant. so Lieutenant. let's let's delve in on his on his service record here we're kind of jumping around so let's go in the service record um so did he serve in the Pacific or the Atlantic? Yes, the Pacific. Pacific. The Pacific. So he yeah. fought the Japanese. Yes, baller. Okay, and you guys said he was on a what? He what? was in charge of uh, torpedo boats. Torpedo patrol boats. boats. Patrol boats. Yes. So D one oh nine. I'm assuming he went in as an officer, correct? Yes, I think he tri- probably since he was in from Harvard. I well, think he tried to go into the army first, mm-hmm. and I think there was something wrong with his back. There was like a back problem he had. Yeah, and that he dealt with that a lot. Yeah. Even through well, actually, when that explains the drugs. Actually, yeah. when we get to PT one hundred nine, which is one of his boats that he commanded, he gets his back hurt again pretty bad during when that when we talk about that. But uh, apparently, he had a connection with somebody high up in the navy, 
and that's how he got. You heard he's back playing football. Oh yeah, yeah. Apparently, he was a really good football player. I mean, that's just he what I read. He wasn't no big team player. I mean, as far as Harvard well, team, that's but he just, liked to play football. And, I heard that he was a pretty good one. Yeah, tossed the pigskin around a little. Yeah. So, just going to his awards, he was he received the Navy and Marine Corps, uh, Marine Corps medal. He has a Purple Heart. Uh, American Defense Service Medal, American Campaign Medal, Asian Pacific Campaign Medal with three service stars, and a World War II Victory Medal. Which, well, I'm pretty sure. Served, I was gonna say, I'm yeah. pretty sure everybody got the Victory Medal. Yeah, but except still, for the but, Japanese and the Germans. <laughs> L, take the L. <laughs> so, where, does it say anywhere where he he didn't enlist? But I guess the proper term would be in, not enlist. He originally but, joined the U.S. Navy Reserve, and I think he trained. He helped train like people on patrol boats in like the Carolinas or something for a few years or a year. Was or that two. prior or but this was dear. So he joined, he joined in 1940. Okay. So Jacob said 41, but he probably, well, signed, he probably signed up in 40 and then got through. Yeah. Boot he camp. probably got through boot camp in, uh, 41. Yeah. Really? So then he officially became a member. Yeah. That's of the whenever Navy they, in 41. Uh, that's whenever they count you as like, you're, you're officially you're, in the military. You're in like a cotton gin. Okay. So actually, it says uh, it says here that Kennedy had planned to actually go to uh, Yale Law mm-hmm. School, but after he settled for Harvard. Uh, so, but then he canceled when America entered World War II. Well, when actually he stopped when it seemed imminent to join. I'm sure. So probably after. Well, no, I mean. So he joined way before, like a few, like a year prior to, uh, um, Pearl Harbor. So a year prior. Yeah, it doesn't say the exact date, but it was in 1940. Does it say? Yeah. Where he- so it says. Uh, so Kennedy attempted to enter the Army's officer candidate school. Despite months of training, he was medically disqualified due to his chronic lower back problems. And on September 24th, 1941, Kennedy, with the help of the director of the Office of Naval Intelligence and the former Naval uh, Officer Joseph Kennedy, (laughs) Alan Kirk, joined the United States Naval Reserve. He was commissioned at an ensign on October 26, 1941, and joined the staff of the Office of Naval Intelligence in D.C. So he was stationed originally on the East Coast. That's kind of weird to me. Being stationed on the East Coast, I figured he would go and fight in the Atlantic. Yeah. But I but guess there was way more. wonder how many torpedo boats they used in. <clears throat> Your naval battles. I was going to say, there's way, way more, more naval battles, more in the Pacific. That, yeah. that makes mm-hmm. more sense now. You yes. had your amphibious landings and stuff like that. I mean, you uh, had the Navy was big in the Pacific. I mean, the once, Navy, they, the once they took, like, Northern mm-hmm. Africa and then the... Italian, and then of course D Day. The Navy didn't have really too much to do, especially since the British Navy was already up there. Mm-hmm. So they obviously they don't didn't count. need as many. <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing the British well, you did, say it they was, didn't have you know, much to do. They transported a lot of supplies. That's they true were, too. That was their main job. Yeah. As far as combat goes, though. Yeah, I mean, of course, you got to mention the USS Texas during D Day. They flooded yeah, half the ship to half half of their shells. Shit further inland yeah but i mean yeah they just they were just firing and i mean that's a pretty baller move yeah that's texas for you mm, flood ourselves yeah uh 
So yeah, I but mean, Kennedy he, ended up in the South Pacific in 1943 on a PT-109 on the PT-109. He I was a lieutenant, that. and that's where this story should start because he was not really what you would call a stellar commander. Yeah, I he was kind of don't a really see him slacker. as a very at some good point. Lieutenant. He wasn't really a hero type person. So do you want to? Mm. Do you you want to me to like kind of just because I have the story right here for the most part. Do you want me to read it and then we go into it or? Yeah, you go ahead and all right. So read what happened there. Okay, so this is commanding PT one hundred nine. So in April of nineteen forty three, Kennedy was assigned to Motor Torpedo Squadron two, and on April twenty fourth, he took command of PT one hundred nine, which was based at the time at. Tulagi Island in the Solomons on the night of August between the 1st and the 2nd in support of the new Georgia campaign PT-109 was on its 31st mission with 14 other PTs ordered to block or repel four Japanese destroyers and float planes carrying food supplies and 900 Japanese soldiers to the to the Vila plantation garrison on the southern tip of the Solomons uh Oh, wow. Uh, Columbagara Island. <laughs> yes, Intelligence had been sent to Kennedy's commander, Thomas G. Warfield, expe- expecting the arrival of a large Japanese naval force that would pass on the that would pass on the evening of August 1st of the 24 torpedoes fired that night uh, by the eight uh, by eight American PTs. <laughs> Not one hit a Japanese any of the Japanese convoy on the dark and moonless night. Kennedy spotted a Japanese destroyer heading north on its return from the base of Columbangara <laughs> around 2 a.m. and attempted to turn uh, turn to attack when PT-109 was rammed suddenly. Back at, up. Oh, Back up just a minute. Put it in reverse. Yes. You're, you're, he was almost asleep. He could really? have been court-martialed for what Ooh. he did sitting in that boat. He was at the helm, mm-hmm. and the other guy was on guard. This battleship or whatever the a maggie how do you pronounce that oh it was it was a it was a destroyer yeah. named a marguerite um, marguerite yeah yeah but that ship slipped up on him they were he was half asleep in in, in the cockpit of that boat i mean and you gotta think and though it's boat, nighttime so it's night and you can't see but I, it's a destroyer but it's big it's a destroyer yeah <laughs> and this is a little old pt boat that's what 30 some feet long 34 feet long from beam to beam. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. And it's a wooden boat. And this isn't like new boats. Like you, Uh, you had to have heard that destroyer. They're tough. They could slip up, you know, alongside destroyers like that in the night and Mm -hmm. send a torpedo in them and sink them. Yeah. But he was sitting there and just waiting, and this destroyer cut him in half. Yeah. He couldn't turn fast enough. It was up on him so fast that he couldn't turn the boat. Wow. And yeah. actually, he could have been court-martialed for that very act. I think what he does next kind of yeah, but that helped. Yeah, that redeems him. <laughs> yeah. I think he redeems himself. I think he knew he slipped up, and he's like, okay, I got to do, do something heroic. And this is where his, this incident here is where he became, he came to his milk, you might say. Yeah. He became uh, a hero. I mean, it's kind of like the American, first, it's kind of like the hero. first Bush. He probably would have won... But like he probably would have won his presidency, but I think the getting captured stuff kind of helped him. Like it's good when a when a president has a story. Well, to tell. yeah, he was just I want to say a slacker, but that's not really right. But he wasn't really 
anything special. Ambiti- yeah. yeah. And this, this, he had to do it. He, he was yeah. the run he of the mill, run of the mill kind of guy. Yeah. Really not. He wasn't, he wasn't take charge guy. Yeah. Yeah. So when the, when the destroyer hit him, cutting him half, two crew members were killed during it. Uh, Kennedy gathered around the wreckage. Uh, Let me his- add one more thing here, Jada, before you get too far. This is important because mm-hmm. a lot of times when those boats are busted up like that, they catch on fire. Yeah. But this was so close. This happened like it did that the waves, the wake from that destroyer mm-hmm. put out the fires. Hmm. So fire wasn't a problem. Yeah. Is- half the hull sunk and the <laughs> other half, they had ammo and everything on there. So yeah. if it had caught on fire, Probably blown there it was up. no big explosion. <laughs> Yeah. So they they got kind of lucky. They did with that. That's yeah, exactly. I mean that destroyer. I mean they probably didn't even know they hit them. I don't think they did either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they were just going. They. Oh, we hit a whale. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say we cut a whale in half. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Mm, they oh, could have well. had something on they radar. Had no spotlight. They might have. And they did probably, the Japanese and have the Jap- radar? Like good enough radar? Not that really. was uh, yeah, yeah. Radar started in World and War. See, I, they were going in World that bracket. They were in that Bracken Strait. They were shipping supplies and men and stuff into those islands, and they went pretty much the same course. They didn't have spotlights. They didn't have nothing. They were coming in at night, resupplying those islands. Yeah, and, and they probably even all, if they did have lights, they probably wouldn't have used them. No, knowing no. that the patrol boats were there. Exactly. Yeah, they would have got. That, captured. They didn't want to give themselves away. Yeah. So, so anyway, so uh, so there was I guess twelve crew members, and that's including Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And so there was 10 survivors and Kennedy, so Kenny Kennedy gathered around the wreckage with his surviving crew members to vote on whether to fight or surrender Kennedy. This is a quote, not sure if this is an actual quote, but Kennedy stated quote, there's nothing in the book about this, a situation like this. A lot of you men have families and some of you have children. What do you want to do? I have nothing to lose End quote. So shunning surrender around 2 PM, on August 2nd, the men swam towards Plum Pudding Island, which was 3.5 miles southwest of the remains of PT-109. Despite re-injuring his back in the collision, Kennedy towed a badly burned crewman through the water to the island with a life jacket strap clenched between his teeth. Kennedy made an additional two-mile swim the night of August 2nd, 1943, to Ferguson Passage to attempt to hail a passing American PT boat to expedite his crew's rescue and attempt to make the trip on a subsequent night in a damaged canoe found on a Nuro Island, Nuro Island, where he had swum with instant George Ross to look for food. The August the 4th, he and his executive officer, Ensign Lenny Tom, Tom, assisted his injured and hungry crew on a demanding swim, which was 3.75 miles southeast to Olasana Island, which was visible from Plum Pudding Island. They swam against a strong current, and once again, Kennedy towed the badly burned motor machinist, Pap, uh, quote, Pappy McMahon, by his life vest. The somewhat larger Olasana Island had ripe coconut trees, but still no fresh water. And on the following day, which was August 5th, Kennedy and Ensign George Ross made the one-hour swim to Nura Island an, addition, an, an additional distance of about a half a mile southwest in search of help and food. 
Kennedy and Ross found a small canoe, packages of crackers, candy, and 50-gallon drum of drinkable water left by the Japanese, which Kennedy paddled another half mile to back to Olasana Island in the acquired canoe to provide his hungry crew. Um, Native coast watchers, Baikua, Baku, Gasa, and Eroni Kumana, first discovered the one uh, PT-109 crew on Olasana Island and paddled their messages to Ben Kavu, Kavu, a senior scout who sent them on to the to Coast Watcher Lieutenant Reginald Evans on the morning and on the morning of August seventh, Evans radioed the PT base on Rendova on Rendova, Lieutenant Bud Libano, Libanow, a friend and former teammate tentmate of Kennedy's rescued Kennedy and his crew on Alasa Island on August 8th, 1943 board his boat PT one five seven. So I want to put, I want to, we got, that's a lot to unpack there. It is. And I think we yeah. need to discuss it before I read on. Yeah. If I read on. Yeah. Cause he did go on to command another PT. See, all these islands were inhabited, were occupied by Japanese. Yeah. They were, you know, they had to, <clears throat> They, they any island with them. Any island they had, went to had Japanese, and there were natives on these islands. It it doesn't mention the coconuts, does it? In that story you just no, said, there were coconuts. There were coconuts. On one yeah, of the but see, he he met. They met some natives, and he wrote a message on coconuts, <clears throat> and gave it to those natives, and told them to give them. That's where they got the New Zealander. Yeah, because it said he sent a message, but it didn't say he, he wrote like, on what it was on because yeah. he kept the coconuts. They sit on his office desk in the Oval Office. Hmm, that's pretty cool. He kept them. Nice. Well, where they're at now. It. I want to say one thing. You said that he left up. He left the decision of whether to fight or surrender up to his crew, because he had less to lose than they did. I want to say that. That's. I feel like that's a better leader than most, because. It's not military though. Well, it's not. But there's some things that no, are yeah. you just? I mean, you get to the point to where you like can't certain... make decisions for everybody. Whenever you have, whenever I know it's not, I know one life isn't worth less than any other. Yeah. But there's going to be more more people affected, and if you make the wrong decision, it's all on you. Mm-hmm. You can you can put your input in, but I think it's better that he left it up to them. Yeah, on what they wanted to but at least that falls put back in there. On the discipline order too. You have to have a, you know, you have to have somebody, or you'll just scramble. You know, things could get chaotic if you don't have somebody there to say, "Let's do this or that." Mm-hmm. You can't just willy nilly. You'll have people going this way and people going that way. You have to have a certain amount of discipline in order to. Yeah, I get you. I get I what mean, you're saying. That's work as a team, you know. That's military. Yeah, but strategy. it seemed like they really did work as a team. Yeah, after they did. That they did. He kind of took charge and he gave them an option. Yeah, I think I think it would have certain... been it would have been crazy to go in and try to fight your way out of there or whatever. Yeah, with ten the men, island. they with had ten men, each nothing. of them had a pistol. They had one machine gun. I'm kind of surprised they were able to salvage that. Really. Well, they should have had them on their person, yeah. on the boat, on a patrol, like they, you know, like mm-hmm. they were. They were on duty. Well, yeah, 
I don't know that they were on their at their battle stations, but they were on duty when this happened. Well, and I want to point this out: those swims, especially in the ocean that he made, that's very taxing. Like that's not an easy; those are not easy swims. He laid out in the ocean for I don't know how many hours with a lamp, with a lantern, mm-hmm. and held that lantern up so somebody, hopefully, some PT boat would come by and see him. Mm-hmm. And he never did let the lamp go out. He kept it up. Well, and, and held on to it for hours. I know. Just for myself, the farthest I've ever swam was like an eighth of a mile. And that was, of course, I was like 14 years old. But that in and of itself was, I just remember that was draining. Like that was awful. I would never want to do that again. Well, maybe now I would, but I'd, it, it'd have to be a long time. Like, was it, it this had was to, probably fresh water too. Like, th- yeah, this was a pool. Like, yeah, I yeah. swam in a pool. Yeah. It was nonstop, yeah. eighth of a mile, but it was in a pool, not with waves. And, and you're going to take in some water, mm-hmm. some salt water, mm-hmm. no matter yeah. how. And for some, somehow that makes it, honestly, I think salt water just makes it kind of worse. It does. It does. I mean, it ha- I mean it's heavier. Heavier. Than... And aren't you more buoyant in salt water? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but the waves kind of. I, I was gonna that. say I was gonna. I'm not, yeah. I wasn't trying to like. Are you trying to say that JFK isn't here? Because <laughs> I think that's what you're saying. That's true. Well, that's not true. I'm not trying to say that, but <laughs> he is. It's true that he is a hero. But uh, I don't know. I just want to throw that out there because, like, swimming that far in the ocean. I mean, people do it all the time, and at night too. People do it all the time, but. It's not something you'd want to do. It's not something an average person can do. Yeah. Is what I'm going to say. In a war zone. Yeah, in a war zone. Um, It's also one of those things like they they had to do it. It was really life or death mm -hmm. with that. The Pacific Ocean, isn't it like a cold? Isn't a cold ocean? Like the water in the Pacific Ocean is cold and the water in the Atlantic is like warm. I have no idea. In comparison to like... It was also night, but you also have to think too, not taken away from anything. It was still the ocean, but it was in an island chain. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was the deep ocean with like by yourself. Like it was the if there are big waves, it's not as big as if you were just in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could probably like he, they swam to an island. And even though the island, the other island they swam to was over three miles away, they could still see it. So it wasn't like they were swim, swimming they were blindly. In, they were in a strait. Yeah. You know, between islands, like you say, yeah. there was yeah. bays and I mean calmer water. There yeah. was waves. Mm-hmm. I will say this. In and out. I just looked it up. I was wrong. The Pacific Ocean is the warmest ocean God, what in idiot. the world. It's the calmer ocean too. I've talked to Navy men that, that went around the world basically. Mm-hmm. And you go in the Pacific and it's pretty nice but once you get on the atlantic it's a whole different world really yeah well i and in I've certain heard, times a year of course and same with the pacific but it's a different i've heard getting down like beast. to the bottom yeah. of south america and the bottom of africa is pretty rough too. the horn of africa yeah the horn of africa is pretty bad but because all them pirates will come and get you well, all right. Um, and he had to. He he worried about. I read. I read some stuff about him and his personal stuff. And he was out there in the water holding that lantern up, and 
there's sharks out there, guys. There's mm-hmm. barracudas. It's mm-hmm. at night. They yeah. hunt at night. That's one of it's, the. That's something I was thinking about too. Like, there's a lot of sharks, and that's one of the tactics that they use for like Navy SEAL training. They they do a big swim at the end of their. I think it's the end of their training. They have to swim. I don't know how many miles, but their instructors tell them about every single shark that is out there before they go out there to kind of get them a little scared well i can't remember what battleship it was that sunk in the pacific and most of the men that died from sharks yeah i i can't remember what what is the name of that ship i can't remember but it it was like indianapolis Indianapolis. yes yes because it was like what like wasn't it like 80 some people of them died from just sharks alone yeah um we're gonna have to go ahead and take an ad break real here we're running out of time so we'll be back in just a second all right and we're back for our second segment of this podcast episode uh jada would you like to kick it off well we left off with talking about the infamous pt 109 that president jfk commanded in world war ii and And his heroic action managed to get it sunk Managed to get it sunk, but then redeemed himself by himself. Yes. So after that, we won't go too much into this because it's not too much going on. It. uh, He was then after recovering from that, he was put in charge of another patrol boat, PT fifty nine, which they outfitted to be more of a support boat for other torpedo boats, and they did some pretty cool stuff with that. Nothing too, not as nothing as crazy as the PT one hundred nine. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to be as crazy. Yeah. So, uh, well, then, so he was put in charge of that. And after a few missions with that, uh, doctors actually uh, to- uh, said that his back was too bad. So they dis- they uh, medically discharged him, I guess. Yeah, so, probably medically discharged. So, and yeah. what year was he, was that? So he would have, he came back to the U.S. in 45. Um, Kenny was hospitalized at the Naval uh, Chesley Naval Hospital in Massachusetts from May to December 1944. And mm-hmm. so then we'll go into what he received for his command in heroics on PT-109. So on June 12th, he was presented with the Navy and Marine Corps Medal for his heroic actions on, the, on August 1st and 2nd of 1943. He also got the Purple Heart because he was injured during it. Uh, so I have his his uh, his Navy Marine Corps Medal citation. So this is what was written by Secretary of the Navy James Forstall. Forstall. So for extremely heroic conduct as a commanding officer of Motor Torpedo Boat 109, following the collision and sinking of that vessel in the Pacific War area on August 1st through through the 2nd, 1943. Unmindful for personal danger, Lieutenant uh, Kennedy unhesitatingly braved the difficulty, the difficulties and hazards of the darkness to direct rescue, to direct rescue operations, swimming many hours to secure aid and food after he had succeeded in getting his crew ashore. His outstanding courage and endurance and leadership contributed to the saving of several lives and were in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Naval Service. So that's his highest award. 
Nice, so nice. He got his medals pinned to him. So what did he do? Let's go in. So he's discharged, medically discharged from the Navy. Yep. And he receives his medals and everything. Big old pat on the back. So what comes next for JFK? Uh, he Journalism. Yeah, he kind of goes, he wanted to be a journalist. Yeah. But uh, Dave, when did his brother die during the war? Well, it was earlier in, in the war because the reason he didn't become a full journalist or he didn't pursue that for very long at least mm-hmm. was... I think his dad kind of was pushing him into Yeah, it. well, that too, but his brother died. Mm-hmm. His older brother died, and his dad was pushing his older brother to become a politician like he was and to kind of get into that and since mm. his older brother was groomed by his father joseph to uh become a politician and he served in the army air corps he was flying liberator bombers and over england august 12 1944 he got shot down there was no body to bury, no memento of tragic took place. <clears throat> and so his father pushed Jack into it. And that's where he starts his political campaign. Less than six months after the war ends, John Fitzgerald Kennedy is one of the 10 candidates running for Democratic primary of Boston's 11th Condistrial District. Yeah, veteran he, politicians and ward bosses of the deeply partisan city don't give him a chance of winning. But JFK studies each ward in the district reveling in the role as an underdog. He recruits a well-connected fellow World War II veteran named Dave Powers. Dave Powers is a significant person in his life from, from here until his death. Mm-hmm. He finds the girls for him. He does. He is his right-hand man. Makes sense. Dave Powers. But he he wins the election. Yes. He w- obviously won- he has he never loses an election. <clears throat> I said this earlier. He hasn't every election that he entered in, he won. He never lost. And it usually it was by a decent margin. But uh <clears throat> he went on to serve three terms in the house for Massachusetts and it was from 1947 to 1953 is whenever like that that term but then he wanted a spot for the senate cuz he only that was for the house that he he got the state house yeah the state house yeah but well, he wanted a spot for the senate as like the federal senate he has a knack he has a knack for he's a wordsmith he he's very charismatic here when he was running for that uh congress for congress in the 11th district he stood one night in front of a bunch of gold star mothers who had lost sons in world war ii and he speaks for only 10 minutes but he's telling these assembled ladies why he wants to run for office and they just they just fall for him. He has such a yeah, he such a such had, a way of speaking, and 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 you know, here he is. He reminds him that his own war record, and that he too had lost his family too had lost a son in the war. Mm-hmm. And this, he was popular with the people. He had charisma, you might say, and 
And he as many enemies enemies as he had. He had a lot of style too. Some some people say that one of the reasons that because like the the election like the presidential election with Nixon, it was pretty close. But a lot of people say that one of the main reasons he won was because the first broadcasted on TV presidential debates was that one. Like it was the first one. Yeah, I was gonna say And they said like like everyone was talking like like Nixon couldn't even compare to JFK just simply on looks alone. Yeah, yeah. there. I I was gonna mention that later, but uh, by that time, this was 1960. By that time, 80 percent of households had TVs in them, mm-hmm. and there was a poll done, and the majority of them thought, like the majority of people that watched him on TV, thought that or thought that JFK won that debate mm-hmm. because. He seemed more well kept. He seemed more uh, cool and collected, and he seemed like he was very charismatic and very genuine in what he, yeah, his in his body language. I guess it was all presentation, yeah, presentation, but and and also the look, the look of it. Like you said, TV was a new thing. It was a new media at that time. But also, uh, they went through a poll with people that listen to it on the radio they said that they thought nixon won that debate because nixon had better points but nixon in the on tv looked very sweaty and just not well kept and he's not a good looking yeah. guy well, kennedy not, was no. beautiful i mean he was he was a good looking man oh yeah younger. people fell in love with him mm-hmm. younger and he wasn't that much younger than nixon nixon yeah. was probably just hung over yeah. No, he actually oh, Kennedy could have been too. I he mean, was, Kennedy probably was just drunk. No, I kind of was definitely. To, I kind of wanted weekend. to go back. Kennedy probably doesn't even remember that. But it's like you say, it was just the appearance. Yeah, it was mainly the appearance that people really took to took to him. Yeah, because he was just he he was he was a good looking guy. He knew how to captivate know, an audience. Audience. I'm no. Really well. I know. I'm jumping ahead here, but. Jacqueline, she was, he realized her potential as a vote getter. Oh yeah. And she was loved by the country. She was loved. And he, he saw that potential in her and that's, he rode on her skirt tails. Yeah. He really, I think he used her for all that he could get. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go back cause I, cause it's kind of like a running theme, but I think that's with pretty much any president. Like it's all, a lot of it is show. And stuff, but I can't. But going back to his state congressional stuff, a lot of this wasn't even really like, yeah, he went and did stuff, but it was his dad telling him to go what to do. And the thing is, like, his dad came up with the camp, his slogan, which was the new generation offers a leader. Well, uh, so he won in his first congressional, uh, state congressional, uh, primary, he had 42% of the vote. And there was 10 other candidates that split the rest. So Holy he won. Crap. Yeah. And he, he his father joked dear, after the campaign, he's, he's quoted saying with the money I spent, I could have elected my chauffeur. So, <laughs> so, I mean, it was kind of like, I mean, not only was it the show, the, the, the showmanship, but it was also the money just getting raked in by yeah, that- somebody like, cause Kennedy didn't have to worry about, the money because yeah. his dad was worried about that. He was like, you need to be ready to be a showman 
I'll deal with everything else. It's that, the same old thing, guys. Yeah, yeah, money talks. Lot. That's a money lot of talks. people. Yep. That run for pre- that's a lot of people that run for any office. That's probably everybody that runs for office. I'd and say. The, like and then like okay, well, who who would disagree with this after World War II? Because it says that Kennedy went around and his main point for the congressional thing was better housing for veterans. World War II had just ended. The whole country stopped what it was doing and worked. So not even if you weren't in World War II, the women were in working in the factories. Everyone mm-hmm. cared about everything. So do you think there was a candidate that said, no, we don't need better housing for veterans? Everyone <laughs> said that, but I he probably yeah. had more money to say it more than everyone else did. Get it get it around or get it spread around a little bit faster than yeah. the second guy. Because not only did he have money, but he obviously had connections. I mean, he oh, had connections yeah. oh, to get yeah. him in places in World War II. It's true. I mean, but I do have to give him. I have to give him something, because like, yeah, he like he had connections to get him into World War II in higher <laughs> positions. But at least he was actually in the war and actually did something. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he could have. Like he could have. He be- could have dodged the draft. I'm pretty sure because he was in college. Yeah. Uh, and if he didn't go, if, since uh, he, he didn't go to been, Yale, he could have just been sitting at sitting in the states the entire time. I think yeah. if he wouldn't have gone to into the Navy and and if he hadn't have done what he had done, I think he would have had. Not saying he wouldn't have been elected, but I would wager to say it'd be a hell of a lot harder for I him. I think he, he might not even have been in politics. Yeah, he well, he might have been. If he did, he wouldn't have. I don't think he would have been as charismatic or as like as go-getting as he was because like we said earlier he uh, he kind of found himself in that time mm-hmm. whenever he and then he had that story to back all those him. people yeah he had that in his back pocket mm-hmm. like i'm sure he didn't brag about it all the time but he used it when he needed to mm-hmm. i bet he had to have well it was a legend i mean it became a legend i mean there's songs wrote about the pt 109 jimmy dean jimmy dean exactly Oh, you're quite knowledgeable about music. What other music you've been listening to there, sweetheart? A lot of them. Lots of them. Lots of the music. Lots Lots of of the music. music. Yes. Is that... Is that a new nose ring you got? Yeah, it is actually. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Is it on or is it pierced? It's pierced. It's sterling silver, Ooh, actually. Did Thank it you. hurt? Uh, no, okay. no. Hey, you need silver in this economy. Exactly. <laughs> Silver's I'm a good buy. Investing, investments. Uh, I think it goes yeah, really I well. I buy silver to put it in my nose. Yeah, it I goes- hate white. Well, I mean, it'll be harder to take from. <laughs> yeah, you. Hey. It reflects off your gold tooth. Exactly, in my uh, emerald lip piercing, my lip ring. Gosh. In my jasmine, people don't know what to picture us like. Our tongue piercing, but no, his Kennedy's political life was pretty amazing. Really, I mean he he come up pretty fast, pretty well during his uh, during his presidential run in 1960. He he was up against. I it wasn't no it wasn't Eisenhower. Eisenhower was, I was his predecessor. A, yeah, Eisenhower was the Eisenhower called right him thing. Baby Blue. <laughs> baby Blue. Exactly. <laughs> called him Baby Blue. Cameron. You know what I want to know though? Don't copyright us. I, I mean, I mean, we'll never really know, I guess. But how much of this, like the journalism stuff too? His dad was doing that, was pushing him that way too. Like, how much of this stuff he did did he actually want? 
like, did he, like, I'm sure his dad wasn't necessarily thinking he's going to be president one day. I bet he wanted to, but I bet that was his goal. I feel like he was an attention hog. But the thing is, like, yeah, you feel like JFK wanted to? Yeah, I feel like he he wanted to. I feel like JFK wanted to. you think he was a narcissist? I feel like he was. I feel like he kind of... I think you I have don't, to have a certain amount not, of that to be a political figure. Well, anyway. yeah, I'm not going to say this for a fact, but because, I mean, I wasn't even alive back then, but I feel like he was kind I feel like he was just more full of himself than anything. Yeah. But I feel, I think he wanted some attention. Yeah. And I think he liked it. I mean, it. they had it set up. But like, I think he cared for his job. Well, yeah. Think, I think he was. Yeah. I'm not saying he did it just for that. Yeah. No. But I I think that was one the of the chicks were free. reasons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, see, the that was a way to get his face the out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Ladies' man Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> but Marilyn Monroe um, thought so. So, how far up into the presidency do we want to go with this episode? We can keep going. I mean, there's. I mean, we can. I mean, because the next episode, we were kind of. I mean, the whole episode could probably be about. The assassination itself and the conspiracy theories. So we can talk about all this stuff, like the Cuban Missile Crisis and the or the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban Missile. Let's crisis. not get into the Bay and Pigs and Cuban pri- Missile Crisis. Let's start off with his very beginning of the presidency. Well, so when he, that is the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. like the that first is thing. The Bay of well, Pigs. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's, go as, let's go into his him running for president. Yeah, really. Yeah. He he started out with the rival. Herbert Humphrey, which, golly, Humphrey. that's the gayest name I've ever heard. Yeah, Humphrey. But he was vice president for Lyndon Johnson. Well, yeah, because Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. But uh, allegedly, <laughs> enough said. Um, yeah, and Lyndon Johnson was the other candidate for the Democratic Party, but he, JFK really just knocked out Humphrey. Right, pretty much right at the beginning, whenever he announced that he was going, uh, running anyway. But there was now, a wait lot. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean, Humphrey? He ran against Nixon in the 1960 election. No, I know, but this was before this was before they chose the Democratic. Oh, you're talking the primary. Yeah, this is okay, the primary. I'm sorry. Yeah, he he knocked out Humphrey first, and uh. For, there, there was a lot of de- there was a big decision between him and uh, Johnson because uh, JFK is a Roman Catholic, and they that thought was, that was both a like good reading and it, bad yeah, thing. yeah, because like the Catholics were all for it, and then everyone yeah. else. I mean, there was a lot of uh, protests against because he was the first Catholic president. He, Amer- yeah, the American public was not ready for a Catholic president. Yeah. That was he. But, he didn't win the election by a landslide, by no means. Oh no, it was it was close. Clo- it was real close. You know, and I'm 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 not necessarily like I think that whole election. Like I I mean, it sucks that Mitt Romney was the best we had. But I think one of the things that hurt Mitt Romney during that part of that election was because he was Mormon. Boys, I heard something today that I had never really thought about. The primaries are not an election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a selection. Yep. Mitt Romney was put in there so Barack Obama could win. Yeah, I mean, I believe makes it. sense. it's not yeah. an election; it's a selection, yeah. and it's never—it's always been that way. Yeah. A primary is just 
you've yeah. got your delegates and they wanted Barack Obama to win. So they've stuck Mitt Romney in. There. I mean, there's tons of people who like, and it's like a, if they, if they make it in to their elected position, <clears throat> then good, they'll be able to make more money. But there's a lot of people who just run like it's a, it's a business plan. Like if they're, if they're getting told like, okay, here's the primaries, you're obviously not going to win. Mitt Romney's going to be the guy so Obama can win, but they still go in anyways because they know that they can get money. That's like, uh, what's that guy? What's that idiot from Texas? Beto Aurorik. He, he, he's, he's, he's ran four times for crap. He hasn't won, but he always runs. And it's because he's getting a boatload of money for it. Oh, yeah. What's Bernie Sanders up to these days? He's, uh, selling uh, books, he's in the Senate. Selling books, talking about the Sanders? evils of capitalism. Yeah. You know Sanders? you know when you look at the Senate and it says there's three independents? He's one of the independents. Is he really? Yeah. He, oh he caucuses God. with the Democrats, though, so he's basically a Democrat. And he cusses capitalism, and what's he doing? Selling books. It's a book Oh, you, you know, he's he's starting a tour right now, and uh, it he's selling tickets, which might not be the ba- the it might not be the gotcha if they were all the same price, but the price increases the closer you are to the stage. <laughs> so it's literally, now, is that not capitalism? Yeah, it's literally capitalism. And he cusses it. And he, oh. Well, let's get back into JFK for He's a second. He's working on his fourth vacay home. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is still the primaries. He, he uh, went on a, he, golly. He he made a speech that said that he believed in separation of church and state just as much as he believed in Roman Catholicism. Mm-hmm. So that kind of won over that kind of won over the people that were on the fence of if that was a good thing or not of him being Roman Catholic. Yeah, but uh, ultimately they chose him as the democratic running like the main democrat for presidency and he chose uh lyndon johnson as his running mate so he didn't choose well he chose him for reasons yeah kind of like the same thing which I don't get, but that's Lyndon why. Johnson was a very, very po- powerful man in the U.S. Senate. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was powerful. Well, obviously, he, he, he was powerful enough to. He would make Nancy Pelosi allegedly, look like Cinderella. Yeah, he was. I mean, but I mean, because that's a thing. Like, I mean, we'll talk about this probably next episode. But there's some stuff talking about like Lyndon B. Johnson involved in involved the- in getting him out yeah and he's obviously and it'll like, blow you kind of, away yeah i mean that was, that was mind-blowing stuff and you can't forget bobby bobby, bobby kennedy yeah robert you can't forget him robert kennedy bobby yeah. kennedy there was in the presidency bobby kennedy was jack kennedy's go-to guy they he didn't discuss no, he didn't do nothing without discussing with bobby Lyndon Johnson hated Bobby Kennedy. He hated Jack Kennedy because they got him into his vice president so they could push him away. He was powerless. Mm. There is not a let. There is not a more powerless job in the world in politics than vice president. Yeah, because if there's it. no think about it, I mean, what are you going to do if there's no ties in the Senate? You're just sitting there. You're just sitting there. 
you know, and even then it's not even and kind of talking about, cause you mentioned Robert, uh, it says on here. And again, I thought that the, cause I knew a little bit about his dad, like funding a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of had ceased by the time he was president. And that is not correct. Mm-mm. Cause it says, it says here, like Kennedy's president's, uh, his campaign was a quote unquote, uh, family affair funded by his father with his younger brother, Robert acting as his campaign manager. And he, he, like he was funding it. His dad was going out and getting connections and all these people to, I mean, he was his dad. I mean, his dad was big time in it. Very yeah. influential. Yeah. He was, he had ties with the Irish mafia. He had ties with the Italian mafia. He was, <laughs> he had it all. Yeah, he built a uh his dad built a largely <clears throat> Irish team of campaigners headed by Larry O'Brien and Kenneth O'Donnell. Some of them guys were some rough cut characters. <laughs> all the Irish mob. That's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh but I do want to say one more thing about him running for president before he actually is elected president. Well, I guess in the voting for him becoming president. He only won by 120,000 votes out of 70 million that were put in, over 70 million votes that were cast. That's That's slim. That's a small margin. Yeah. And I don't, okay, this is one of those things that's just what you read or hear, but there's people that thought back then that there was uh, fraud. Just I think that's voting been every fraud. election. Yeah. There was fraud, yeah. yeah. But they think they really thought that there was voting fraud since there was such a slim margin that he won by. Mm-hmm. And apparently that apparently in that election, Illinois was one of the main states that was or one of the main swing states that it could de- determine which one won. Yeah. And they think they think that he really uh, committed a lot of <laughs> voting fraud in Fraudulent that state. Fraudulent activities. And see, like, like every, it might have been his dad more than anything. Yeah, probably, really. and his connections doing yeah. stuff. Well, yep. see, they but, they always like when because whenever you look at like the like if like if you look at rating presidents like people the American people rating the presidents what are, what what's going to be the top five? George Washington, Lincoln, Abe Lincoln, JFK, uh, JFK. They're going to put a good old. FDR up there. Oh who, God! And yeah. then, oh, and then maybe who's who Obama? Else? Probably Obama. Probably They'd probably put so, Obama. And they put him up there, and what's not saying he doesn't JFK doesn't deserve it, but at the same time they act like he was just, and he was loved, but he wasn't like beating the crap out of Nixon. Loved like mm-hmm. it was a close race. It was a Catholic thing, I think, at that yeah. time more than yeah. anything. Yeah. I think that that was an issue anyway yeah for sure because at that time we just wasn't the country wasn't ready for something like that yeah it, it would, was i mean catholic. it was like it was it been irish like, catholic on top of that yeah because it i mean it was like the equivalency of like i don't know if it was that big of a deal like necessarily like obama being the first black president like yeah that was a big deal but honestly i think being like being catholic at that time was a bigger step up than having a first black president 
in the late 2000s, 10s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or 2000s. I'm going to correct you on something, J-Dub, oh, just yeah. for the <laughs> sake of it. Um, Bill Clinton was the first black president. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, but no, you're right. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. just had to say that because <laughs> um, we're gonna have to go ahead and take another ad break here, real quick. We're at 27 minutes. So, with that joke, Bill Clinton, black, yes or no? Monica Lewinsky, I think. And we're back. We're back to talk about meth, but not just meth. JFK, JFK, and meth. The phenomenes. Uh, Jacob, you're the Panther Den podcast math expert. Yep, Go I took ahead. chemistry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Walter White. Uh, so there, there was a lot of different medicine that J or JFK took because of pain, just going through a daily life as a president. I mean, you got to stay awake, stay focused, do stuff. But uh, there were all. I'll name some of the drugs that he took. He took codeine, Demerol, and methadone for his pain, for his back. And he took Ritalin to stay focused. He took uh, meprobamate. I don't know how to pronounce that right. And Librium for anxiety. So even back then... Golly, Democrats has anxiety. Baked into him as a child. <laughs> and then... Uh, were these all new drugs at that time? Were they experimental? They, they were I mean, newer. Yeah, they were they newer. They had to be. I mean, you, I mean you even, think of methamphetamine, you think of crystal meth, you think of somebody making it in a trailer house, uh, you know. Ritalin, <clears throat> even back then, was a big thing with college people. I bet he kind of got in with that when he was in college. And he probably took it... He probably took it from then on really i wouldn't doubt it and he wasn't like he was an old president that an yeah. old person that he was what, the youngest he, president he was the youngest and he was he was able to flow between the the prior generation and the new generation exactly that's why there were a lot of people that really liked him and also a lot of people that really didn't but uh he had uh Barbit barbiturates for sleep because all that Ritalin, you know, wires you. He also had that those injection or those hormone injections because of what was it called, Dave? That Addison's disease. Addison's disease. Addison's disease that uh, affects his thyroid or something that I can't remember which thing, but it affects his. Uh, hormone production yeah. and that was the reason he got hormone injections <laughs> but he also got injections of blood derivatives to combat any infections that he might get too and uh during his presidency he somebody got him an appointment with a doctor max jacobson and after a while, JFK deemed Max Jacobson Doctor Feelgood. That was that was the name he gave him because uh, Doctor Jacobson gave him quote unquote vitamin shots 
that were laced with amphetamine and methamphetamines. So I guarantee that made JFK feel pretty good. Yep. But uh, the name. JFK was taking amphetamines prior to Dr. Jacobson because he had heard that there was, I mean, he had heard that it would help his back, his back pain too. And there was already a lot of actors and actresses that were already taking it. So he thought it was, and it was one of those newer drugs. Yeah. Every, and all, the, all just, those experimental drugs come he, in now. He, he may have taken it even if he didn't have back problems just because of the stress. Yeah. You know? I mean, he probably did. And that's also probably if you're not what taking the math, math. You're not cool. JFK that's what he 1950s. said. Dare to do drugs. Yeah. Dare to do drugs. Not dare to say no. But he, Dr. Jacobson was, it was, JFK wasn't his only client either. There was a lot more clients that he had, and he, I, I guarantee he had different stuff that he gave to everybody. And that's but, probably how they know. Like, if it, JFK was his only client, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation about him. Mm-hmm. And then also, what I want to know about the uh, secret tunnels that, with Marilyn Monroe, I wonder why they didn't let Doctor Feelgood go through those. I don't know because so he was see. he was seen thirty times coming in and out of the White House mm-hmm. by some of the people that worked there and also Jackie and JFK. But he gave both Jackie and JFK uh, vitamin shots that allegedly. were laced. Yeah, alleged vitamin shots that were laced with meth. I, how, hmm. What I want to know is how you can do math and then be like, yeah, I got a press press conference in two hours. Give me those vitamin shots right now. And then you go up there and you're like wigging out, tweaking out on. It'll make you feel good, man. Well, and then the, if they're yeah. la- if they actually <laughs> are laced with vitamins, they're probably not like full on. Yeah. Like, just popping a tweaking out. I mean, tweaking out. Like it's probably making it's probably mixed together i mean think of this though that hitler also his doctor also gave him shots of meth and late stuff that late was laced with meth and Mm -hmm. he hitler requested it because it made him feel more awake more alive so he Mm -hmm. could sit through those boring conferences yep and that might be one of the reasons that JFK did it too. Cause I mean, I guarantee those conferences are more boring than anything you'll sit through. So, yeah, especially Biden for young... sleep in them. I'm, he he he's falls not even asleep. There. He's probably not even there. If yeah. There's no cameras. It's all a green screen. Mm-hmm. I would probably fall asleep in those meetings too. I'm not gonna lie. You're about to fall asleep now. Yeah, <laughs> I am. He's tired. Signs but... of a tweaker house. <laughs> But Maybe you need some he, vitamins. He was, yeah, give me that. Was kind of, <laughs> give me that JFK special. He was kind of uh, hooked on meth for a while and amphetamines, but then that was in he he saw Doctor Jacobson until 1962, which I don't know why he stopped seeing him. I couldn't. He find probably that just went reason. to rehab in Dallas. I guarantee he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I know. Okay. All this is just so just mind blowing to me. We're gonna make that joke so much. Makes my head hurt. (laughs) Only on the crash. Uh 
but that's pretty much all his drug addiction. I mean, he had it for as long as I could tell, really. I mean, not his whole life, but since basically probably since after he got out of uh world war ii he that's probably when he started uh amphetamines and then he probably started meth whenever he got dr jacobson in but i mean it it was one of those things there was a lot of people that were addicted I'm like to Ca- something, cameron something. there i don't see how he can function doing all this stuff tweaking out yeah and i mean I'm not saying he didn't do it, but it just, <clears throat> I mean, I, you see drunks, people that drink heavy, they function sometimes better drunk than they do sober. I have seen that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's just hard to believe. I'm not saying it's not true, but it's just hard to believe he could do all that stuff and still function the way he did. Yeah. He but also he, had a, he got, he got <clears throat> a good rest in, in Dallas. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> uh, what? I don't know. Well, kind of like I don't know how we want to go with this, but um, uh, did you want to talk about something? What were you gonna go to next? I was just gonna go into some of the stuff he proposed or made during his okay. presidency. Well, we can do that because I was just gonna go. I mean, this would probably be better since our for to lead into our next episode because mm-hmm. the I apparently the Vienna summit is basically that's the kind of kind of leads it's stuff about the berlin wall as well it's a lot of stuff with russia and it kind of that's like the that's like the beginning to the bay of pigs and all the stuff that happens Mm -hmm. between that and so we can you can we can go over his policies and stuff he well i i'll just mention some of them i mean he obviously he proposed the civil rights act he was a big civil rights activist he thought that uh, he kind of thought that there that Lincoln freed the slaves, but their grandchildren were still not fully free. Is kind of what he was thinking because there was still segregation. There was still like this is when the Little Rock Nine, yeah, yeah, and the Jim Crow laws, but. Little Rock Nine was that was happening during his presidency. That happened more like with Johnson. Okay. Well, they yeah, I guess so because they passed it after he died. I don't mean to sound unsympathetic, Mm -hmm. but basically, I know more so with Johnson than Kennedy. It was a vote getter. Yeah, it was a vote getter. Yeah, it was. Most things are now. I mean, everything's a vote getter for presidents. I mean. There was problems. I'm not saying there wasn't, but they use this. They use it. They use so many things anymore. But that, in my opinion, they they use it. They still use that today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Racism. How many times do you hear a presidential candidate get up or somebody running for office? They're going to end Social Security. They're going to take it away from you. You old people are going to get it, take it away from you. Have they yet? No. Nope. And that was another thing that uh and JFK JFK wanted to give older people more social security money. That was one of the things that he kind of ran on too. And also he 
ran on income tax cut. He cut. He wanted to cut the income tax. I'm. I think he did. I think he did. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one, but that was one. That was a big thing that he ran on. Because I mean, what what person isn't going to want less taxes? Mm-hmm. That's a big running thing too. There That's again, true. what candidate don't talk about exactly? Taxes. George Bush. Read my lips. No more taxes. <laughs> I, was, I, I have another something kind of interesting that kind of. I watched like, this drive. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the old man Bush. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. <laughs> well, I have some kind of interesting, and I don't know if this has any because it's kind of reading it. I did see a video about it. So basically, so Kennedy, uh, he approved a def- defense secretary Robert McNamara. McNamara. Mac- yeah, McNamara's morons. So he. Uh, he had a contract for the F-111 Aardvark uh, fighter bomber, and which was made by General Dynamics, and it was the choice of Civilian Defense Department. And they he chose it over Boeing's bid, whatever mm-hmm. their plane was. Well, apparently a bunch of senators and Congress people were not happy with that because I guarantee you they were in the pockets. The oh, Boeing, Boeing. Was in their pockets. They still are. Like they still yeah. are. A bunch of this stuff. What's the other big one with all the? Um, uh, um, I I know it, but now I, Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin. Yeah, dude. So so yeah. So he picked. So they picked General Dynamics, and I was just just kind of re- read that, watched a little video about. I it was more so about the fighter bomb, the Aardvark, mm-hmm. and but it kind of I was it doesn't say anything like controversial in it. But the way it's the way I I looked into it, it's like, huh? I wonder. Like, he it was controversial because all these senators were against it because they wanted Boeing, which was the Bigger quote unquote one. better one. Yeah, the money stuff. So that what about- it's kind of something else that there's a bunch. There's just a bunch of stuff that JFK does in his time that kind of just kind of put itches. There's a little itch on the, the the big people's back. He created mm-hmm. enemies. He created enemies. He was getting in their pockets. He they didn't care. They didn't care what plane we were gonna bomb people with, but they had they were banking on the fact that Boeing's plane would be picked. Mm-hmm. So it's all follow the is, money. This is off the <clears throat> off subject, but wasn't Johnson heavily invested in Bell helicopters? During the Vietnam War, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and then the like, like the Hueys, like they uh, didn't Bell manufacture them? Yeah, I think so. But like the thing was, like that, like they, I saw a thing where they were saying that they may not have picked the best design in the Huey because the thing is, if one goes down, they go build another one and ha- and they have to buy it. It's not like they're replacing it; they have to just buy a new one. Mm-hmm. So the more and more they go down, the more and more they get to make, and the more money they get. So and the stock price it's controversial. It's controversial that he picked the Aardvark over the Boeing's version, whatever it was. But we will never know because all these people are saying it sucked. But maybe the Aardvark was actually better. Well, he also, uh, I think this this was probably after the Cuban Missile Crisis, but he also wanted to he kind of escalated the vietnam war pretty good because he sent more financial aid more supplies 
and over 15,000 military people over advisors. Yeah, advisors over to Vietnam. And were they that many? 15, yeah, it was 15,000. Was it? Yeah. He sent quite a bit of stuff. That's a that, average sized uh, advisor team. Is it? Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> I'm just making a, a joke. He's well, making a up. dumb joke. You got to keep the the mood light, man. He, al- he kind of <laughs> he also kind of escalated stuff with uh, the Soviet Union with the Berlin Wall and like stuff going on in the uh, the sub countries of the Union because mm-hmm. apparently there was a um, in sixty one there was a a summit with Soviet uh, it was Nikita, Nikita Khrushchev yeah. Khrushchev Khrushchev uh, so he was he was doing a speech it was supposed to be a routine speech apparently it was basically just supposed to be intended for domestic audiences in the soviet union well he interrupted and kind of he got a uh, kennedy interrupted it in a personal challenge and his mistake helped raise tensions going into the vienna summit which in turn did a lot of stuff with the berlin wall like berlin wall and like i think it was like some twenty thousand people were having to like sprint to uh, to West Germany mm-hmm. because of this. So he kind of raised tensions there too, just because it was kind of like an ego thing. Like he, like it was just, I mean, he thought he was getting called out specifically, which it might've just been not saying that the Soviet union was good, but this guy was probably just saying what he always said, but yeah, Kennedy but got pissed. Nikita Americans also, bad. he was the one that proposed that wanted to put up the, Berlin Wall separating East and West Berlin. Well, yeah, but this and, probably, like, I bet there would there had to have been negotiations and stuff, and this probably didn't help. Mm-hmm. It kind of made more of a he made him more of an enemy than he already was, and it kind of like, well, hell, I'm going to do it quicker, I'm yeah. going to do it sooner. And there was a lot of the space race. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Russia was ahead of us at the time. Kennedy came in in the space race. Yes. Yeah. And they put out there that, yeah, they could bomb us. They had missiles that they could shoot from Russia all the way to the U S and we didn't. That was a big red scare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a big, we were behind way behind. Yeah. But, and that also and that years. lasted a long time. I mean, my mom remembers in the oh, yeah. late seventies and eighties mm-hmm. the it was still going on. Well, Reagan had the <laughs> Reagan faked him out with that. What was it he called it? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember now. Never mind. <laughs> my memory fades. <laughs> I go in and out of consciousness. Well, at least it doesn't fade permanent permanently, like uh, JFK. At least it doesn't or turn to Sorry. Any, what, what else? I ride Amtrak for free. What else we got going <laughs> on? They let me ride in the cab. 13 per, 13% of the time I get to go in and sit with them. 13% of the time I go every time. Yeah. I've got I, a key. I want to know. I got the, a key to Amtrak. I want to know what how he's talking about, dude. I want to know how he came up with the number 13%. Oh. Like, oh did, gosh. He, did he ride no. the Amtrak 100 times? He's like, mm, 13 times. He couldn't remember 13. No, I don't know. you? He's good. I mean, there's one he thing President Biden's good at. Because that was the 13. last. 13.765. He, yeah. The reason he thought 13 was because that was the age of the last girl he sniffed. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. All right. All right let's <laughs> move right. back to JFK. Next. I mean, that, unless you want to go into the pig, 
Bay of Pigs. Let's save the Bay of Pigs. That's, that's right. a big that's, issue there. I think that's, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, talking about JFK, next episode is going to be a spicy one. Because we're talking about two. we're talking about Bay of Pigs, which if you don't know what that is. You'll know next week. You'll know next week. Uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Cuban Missile Crisis, which was a big, big deal. Closest we ever came to nuclear war. And until also, today. Until today. Yeah. Uh, weather balloons. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, and then, of course, the assassination, which was the last president to die in office and was until, a pretty big deal. Well, yeah. And <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> until allegedly. <laughs> Uh, we also might mention uh, Operation Northwoods. Oh yeah, Operation Northwoods. That's a. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up. We'll, but if you don't want it's to, we can declassified talk about it. CIA files. Just yeah, that's one of them. All but, right. Final thoughts, Jacob. Uh, well, I think that out of um out of all the presidents, like I know we we kind of dogged on them for a good i'd say about half maybe a little over half we kind of yeah, but we were him. also kind of cherry picking some stuff we were cherry too. picking but i do think that he was i mean i do think i mean it's the becoming president is you have to do it a certain way and like he might he probably wouldn't have became president if he hadn't have done it the way his dad ran it and the way he ran it i'm not saying that he's a he was the best president ever but none of our presidents were the greatest people ever. And I think that I honestly think that he's probably the best Democratic president, Democrat president we've ever had. Way better mm-hmm. than FDR. I'll say that. I mean, who, who sure. do you think? Maybe. I can't really say. I, yeah. I'm a big Harry Truman fan myself. Yeah. Um, as far as Democrats go, but They've all got their faults, boys. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Everybody has They've got skeletons in their closets. I think, Uh, like, FDR, Kennedy Kennedy is extremely romanticized. Yeah. It was called Camelot. Yeah. Like, it's like like FDR, I mean... Like, of course... He was a socialist. Like, he... I mean, he was... He's probably one of the worst presidents we've ever had. But because he was the president during World War II, and we won... Which not saying his stuff he did pertaining to the war wasn't was fine. I mean he did a good job in that, but that's why. And he was elected. Th- he was a three-term president, which was the only one ever. So that's romanticized. And then JFK, the youngest president ever, first Catholic. Um, the uh, he was just really charismatic. And then of course he got assassinated. Then all this stuff leading into the re- like the whole Cold War was with him so he's highly romanticized same thing with abraham lincoln he's probably one of the greatest presidents ever but again he was the the civil war is his thing if the civil war didn't happen would abraham lincoln be remembered like he is exactly would hank williams be as famous as he was if he hadn't died yeah no Mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's just those questions you'll never you'll never get the answer to. it's what happens sometimes during their presidency yep Eisenhower, he was a great general, and he did lots of things, good things as president, but yeah. nothing big happened to yeah. really put him out there. Yeah, his World War II record is greater than what his presidency was. Yeah, you know, it, it, like you said, it's what happens during it that I, makes him great. We don't have to do it this episode. I think this would be a good 
uh, top five for uh, current mm-hmm. events. I think we should do a top five presidents, which I know you're probably going to hate, Cameron. Well, we can do that. But we'll we'll have a top five presidents next. Uh, I will next say events. I will throw this out there. If FDR was alive today, and the choice was between FDR and Obama, I'd probably vote for Obama. That's how much I hate FDR. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I mean, gonna lie. Golly, yeah, FDR is absolutely anyway, horrible. Vote, I vote for Obama <clears throat> first. Well, I don't know. First term, first term Obama. He's kind of because when you look at a first term president, they're always they're always a little less stupid and they're a little (laughs) less what they're actually going to do because they know that if they f it up, they're not getting their second term. Second Mm -hmm. term, they're lame ducks. They'll do stupid stuff then. Yeah, and I think that's uh, another reason why JFK is so so. He didn't have time to f stuff. Yeah, I mean he he did f stuff up. Yeah, but. He didn't have he didn't have those big moments that were enormous. He had moments. one big moment. He had one big moment, and it was it was doozy. pretty doozy, yeah. mind blowing. <laughs> God, all right, Jada, is that all you have? That is all I have. World Economic Forum. Oh yeah, I mean they know. <laughs> I mean I I've I've done it like how many like twenty I've episodes it, and I still have yet to have my taint sucked. <laughs> so I'm fine. I've said it for you before. Yeah. Well, it's kind of your catchphrase, though. It's kind of like your last little... <laughs> I need to come up with like an acronym for it. W-E-F-S-M-T. <laughs> yeah. All right. That took a lot of brain power. <laughs> we should put that on a bracelet. Like yes. the little... How do you spell that? <sighs> West of Matt? <laughs> I don't know. Dave, final thoughts? I... Anything you want to leave the audience with? Not today. Not today. I'm ready for next time. All right, Jacob. I'm getting into this. Um, I I really like JFK quotes. You guys know that. So I'm going to – I'll end it with that. Uh, quote, too often we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. And I think that kind of correlates with today because everybody is very opinionated and very in on what they think but never think about Never, never really think yeah they have their own opinion or they think they have their own opinions but they never really thought about it man but that quote will really get in your head ask not what your country can do for you but what you can do for your country that, that one was, too that'll that's that'll his, make you use your noggin that's his most famous quote but all right um guys thanks for wait. tuning in okay Okay. Go Are ahead. you gonna plug anything? Yeah. Okay. That's why I, I was just gonna. I thought you were tune in next week to our part two. Part two. Part two. Dave's already leaving. Um, that's fine, guys. Dave has left the building. Yeah, he's left the table. It's fine. Um, guys, thanks for tuning in. You guys can catch me on TikTok. Dr. Fauci is a cuck. All lowercase, no space, no underscore. What's a uh, cuck? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like every damn episode somebody's like, what's a cuck? And I'm like, oh, well, you see. Um, you can find J Dub on TikTok at J Dub underscore seventeen seventy six. That's J D U B J Dub. Um, what about our TikTok or the gaming TikTok? Uh uh it's not gaming anymore. Okay. I just changed I changed it to the Panther Den podcast and we're gonna st- there's nothing on it right now. Uh, so are, are, are the followers still there? 
Yeah, all 10 of them. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, well, we're going to start trying to get clips, our best clips of the of, of gaming. Uh, no, of the podcast and just post them. I might post some memes and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, our YouTube is up. I think I've said this too. The, the Panther Den podcast on YouTube. We have one video up. It's the Waco Siege episode, ATF part one. Um, it's not the best edited, but it's it does the job. It it's gives a work you some information. Um, I'm going to try to get some more up there. Um, nice. Watch out for us going live sometime, maybe. We may live on YouTube. Quite possibly. YouTube. Um, feel free to email us at the Panther Dan pod at gmail.com and reach out on Instagram to Dan or I uh, at Panther underscore actual. She's posting um, and I have access to it too. So if you guys uh, DM us and let us know how we're doing, let us know we suck. That's, you know, fine, whatever, but tell us your favorite mimosa. Yeah. Tell us your favorite mimosa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was, was it mimosas or no, it was it's a key. mojito. Mojitos. Mojito. Mojito. Yeah, tell us your favorite flavor of mojitos. Uh, Dan says hers is raspberry, so good for her. Never had a mojito, but we need to have him on the podcast on our current events episode one time. Oh, we should just do a mojitos taste test one day. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be that long. It'll be a special, special episode. Um. Anyway, guys, go outside, train, lift, eat clean, and we'll see y'all on the next episode.